Hello everyone, uh, Leo from the 80s Kids here. Just uh, to put this show that you're about to listen to into a little bit of uh, context, we actually, Ian and I recorded this uh, probably about June-ish, uh, sometime in the summer anyway, 2020. Um, and we were meaning to do it then, but we made a fatal error. We used a new uh, piece of software, which we talk about in the show, which actually, from a production point of view, was uh, bob-on, because uh, it meant that both sides of the conversation were recorded locally, but then uploaded into the cloud. However, this was not all sunshine and roses, because what we decided afterwards was that, or I kind of decided, that we should try and edit it in, in this service as well. Um, leaving behind the trusty Audacity uh, editing process in uh, on, along the way. And as it turned out, that was probably a bum move. Uh, I think that Audacity is a proven track record of being the king of uh, open source digital audio editing. Uh, despite recent, this is being recorded in July 2021. For this reason, when uh, we started talking about doing another season, um, which coincides with um, you know people emerging from the, the sort of the dark days of lockdown, but is not actually like we didn't deliberately go. All oh, right, lockdown's over. Let's record another season. That is not how it went down. But uh, there are other factors which we shall discuss in a further episode. Um, but we dug this out, and I was like, hey, you know, we should really whack that out, show people where our heads are at in the middle of the pandemic, um, which is what you're about to listen to. So uh, just everything we say in this episode, uh, bear in mind the fact that there's a lot of water under the bridge. Uh, and we'll be back shortly with another metasode, uh, which I haven't recorded yet. But I will be recording uh, in about two days' time, uh, in which we talk about our plans for a new future for the 80s kids, which is going to be uh, pretty exciting but um, and may even include the audio drama that we were talking about, but maybe under vastly different circumstances. Just before we actually get started on this, I should point out that... Um, I've, we've since realised, or I've since realised, that we don't do mashups for metasodes. Mashups for metasodes is not a thing. So there is a mashup, which you're about to hear, which is the beginning of the metasode. Uh, but don't get used to it, because I just did it because I was too stupid to realise we shouldn't. Uh, so it, enjoy the mashup. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, as if we're going to start rapping or something. Anyway, you're listening to the uh, Facial Hair Podcast. Two guys arguing while in weird situations. We need to be lowbrow. It's great you should be throwing fireballs and having a, a big rod to hold as you go around the place. <laughs> uh, so I'm learning all the beard stuff. I always enjoy it when there's something I really love that is talked about to an obsessive depth. Nobody done listened to the show. All our fans are scum. We are making minimal demands on the audience. It was like two guys. They hadn't seen each other in a while. One of them has a magic van. You know, we're doing it for my own personal enjoyment and all that. And, that... and then they have like a, a weird moment. Uh, and there's something else going on in the background. As I, I have a complicated relationship with Netflix is one of the things I've said. But mostly it's about uh, how one guy conscripts the other guy into this reality police yes. setup. I, I kind of I kind of have swung the other way. Uh, I, I've never had a beard or a moustache. Feeling it's very sexy right now. You're crazy, you've just abducted me, let me go. I think the apocalypse through Disney as well. Weird things happen, there's not really much of an explanation of why or This is One from the Vaults.
I like the way that this uh, new software that we're attempting to use sort of goes uh, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, as if we're going to start rapping or something. But we are not. Welcome. We are kids from the 80s. One of us has been finding this a bit of a chore, and the other one now looks like a wizard. Welcome. I am Leo. I am one of the kids from the 80s, and my friend who has been finding this a bit of a chore is... Uh, I'm Ian, and I have to say you have a mighty Gandalf going on there. It's great you should be throwing fireballs and having a, a big rod to hold as you go around the place. <laughs> what happens is, you see, the thing is, that uh, the piratey one last time looked a little bit Brian Blessed. And I discovered that what makes it Brian Blessed is that when you think, oh, it's getting a bit chunky around the sides, I'll just shave down at the sides and, and keep the length, you turn into Gandalf. So Gandalf... Shaves down the sides, keeps it nice and trimmed. Brian Blessed, King Voltan, lets it grow out at the sides, thus becoming more bushy. Uh, so I'm learning all the beard stuff, courtesy of my son, who every time I say, do you think it's getting a bit long now, son? Do you think I should shave it off? Because no, no, don't shave it, don't trim it, don't touch it. It's perfect, like that. And I'm like, well, you're only three once. And if your dad just goes, no, I'm shaving it off. Besides, it is getting to hay fever season. So, uh, you know. All the facial hair, catching all the pollen. It's good. What does the wife make of the mighty mane on the on your chin? Um, she's not a fan of the the big part of it. She doesn't mind the usual summer beard, but uh, yeah, the Gandalfness of it is not uh, not not effective really I've, I've never had a beard or a moustache anyway you're listening to the uh, facial hair podcast we're very happy to yes say. indeed well we did say we were going to go more beardy last year didn't we so. <laughs> literally that's that's where we are uh right okay so yes we are here in the hotel for elephants so called for our hotel has many rooms and every room has an elephant in it uh, I guess the first elephant that we should address is... Now, here's the thing. Last year, we did say 100% that what we were aiming for with the new run of the podcast was A, something more beardy, and B, something that would try and get people to engage a bit more. And to a certain extent, it sort of worked a tiny bit. Uh, like... If we'd been aiming for 10% of the maximum of what we might have hoped for, we got about 1% of what we, which, you know, is, is a bit of a problem. Uh, it's only a small problem. I mean, it did work. I mean, we, 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 we know that some people listen to the show. We know that and that. Speaking personally, I, it was never an issue for me that the podcast was kind of like our own private thing that no one particularly listened to as far as we could tell because, you know, I was doing it for my own personal enjoyment and all that and that's still much the case. But things after doing like 130 episodes just for your own kind of amusement, uh, you, you do kind of feel like, hmm. Also, it was kind of like... The two things, I mean, there's, there's a lot of weighty things going on, you know, with the, the whole media uh, battle that's going on at the moment. Where all, all, the, all, our, all our fans are scum and we need to tell them that thing going on is getting me down a bit because it's impossible to kind of manoeuvre without falling into landmine conversations. And you don't really know how everyone's going to fall down on either side because it's, it's quite polarised, even on people who agree on pretty much 99% of everything. Um, but the other thing was, it was like, it's a lot of things about podcaster habit. And previously when we were doing the podcast, it was a weekly cycle. And the act of doing sort of like, is like a muscle. So when you have long protracted breaks, like we, we tend to have these days, you tend to come into it quite cold. So yes, like I say, it, start, it always starts out feeling like a bit of a chore until you get back into the rhythm of it again. And to be honest with you, having, yeah. having done beardy for a little while, I felt I could have been a bit more beardy than I was. I, I kind of, I kind of have swung the other way. I think we need to be lowbrow and have a format. That's kind of what I'm thinking with the podcast. Right well, now. no format. Format is there is no problem with having a format. We, we the beardy thing was an attempt to like we would have talking points, and it, it kind of worked. But like one of the another room in the hotel, the room possibly adjacent to this one where we we didn't get the listener engagement that we were hoping for, uh, is the fact that our best format is is the one that has all of the figures 
where we just talk about, you know, oh, well, this has got this budget and they're releasing it in this month. And then we look at how it did in the box office afterwards. And, you know, it, that's a really solid amount of, of showage. And indeed, we even got a catchphrase out of it about predicting the future. Uh, <laughs> as, as, we, as we should point out, our powers of looking into the future are entirely limited to given that this film, which cost this amount, releases in this month up against these other films, how will it do at the box office? Global pandemics are not part of our oracular ability and thus fell somewhat outside of our ability to detect. Uh, that's why our powers are to, so useless. To be fair, I think the apocalypse threw Disney as well. So I don't think we can be too hard on ourselves. It, this does seem to have been the case. Um, I mean, yeah, poor old Artemis Fowl. At first I was like, you know, them and the new mutants were all sitting around in some waiting area for release unreleased movies that have been parked on a shelf, but definitely coming at some point. And they're just like, oh, this is just unbelievable. And, you know, you know the, the new mutants is there holding... Uh, a little pink ticket that says 99 and every time it gets to 83 it just ticks over back to one and they're slowly getting more and more mutanty and, and Artemis Fowl was in the same boat and now Artemis Fowl is like the equivalent of straight to video he's going straight to Disney Plus no theatrical release whatsoever and it's like wow uh, you guys hey um, so wait to have in the bag isn't it Leo it's, it's a dead shit <laughs> It's in a body bag <laughs> with a tack on its tongue. You want the sequel? Go to a library. Uh, exactly. So, yeah, so it, we, it's our best format because it does give us something substantial to talk about and to hang our hats on. And to be fair, we've both said this now, to be fair, I think if we did, and when we do come back, I think we're going to go for this, what you're saying about a format, where we are going to talk about, you know, uh, how much money things made. Because we often find now, and, it, you know, we whenever we're just retrospectiving a summer, the way things actually did and the public perception in the press of how things did are quite different. Like, you think something flopped, but it actually made quite a bit of money, but then we know that it needs to make X amount of money, but then something flopped and it still made that amount of money, but it's still perceived to be flopped, but that's because it was, quote-unquote, a disappointment, because it only made adequate money and not all the money. But then there's other things where it's like, oh, that died, but it didn't really die. It, it made a good fist of itself, but it, it wasn't quite there. And stuff like that. And it's just like, well, if that happens when we're looking at things right now, what would happen if we take some of our old ones and say, how has this performed over its lifetime? And, and things like that. Uh, you know, people like trivia. And, you know, like you say, Beardy is fine, and we can get into some beardy points in our garden of trivia, but probably we're going to go more trivia-heavy about the titles that we choose to examine. Um, and, and that way, it, it gives us a way to put the format together. So that, that's basically... I, 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 yeah, it's more a case of I feel we need to have segments, and not necessarily fixed segments, yeah. rotating segments maybe, but there, there should be like... In some ways, it kind of helps structure and formalise what we do rather than having a single topic that we or, or, or an arrangement of bullet points that we have to kind of hurtle through in our hour-long chat so yeah uh. but i think yeah i think the best way to I, I mean personally this is what i would do say that we did a show about ghostbusters right like the the, the, the you know the ghostbusters from 1984 that Ghostbusters, which we might do or might have done because there's Ghostbusters Afterlife out later in the summer. So that is not entirely outside the realm of possibility that we may have done or may still well, do. It may show be pushed like to next that. year, you know? Well, of course, yes. So we've still got plenty of time. Well, for when that. it comes out, most of the cast could be dead, which would be ironic. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, so. If we did that, not saying that we will, but if we did, then we would have a segment uh, probably considering uh, the new movie 
Um, and then we would have a segment considering maybe the famous people in that new movie, actors and that kind of thing, and what other things they'd done. But yeah, I think we'd make it quite clean so that yeah. we'd separate out rather than just rambling around and talking about all the things we'd have. Well, here's, you know, and here's original Ghostbusters. This is how much it made at the box office. These are some other facts and figures that we find out about it. This is how it's made a place in the culture. And, and it, it may be a segment about the fan footprint try and make some kind of pro forma for like a fan footprint for a cult classic that seems like a good thing to do um and say well you know what is their impact give it some kind of score people like things having scores you know that's all good and then say well look at the actors and blah 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 and so we'd, we'd basically as assemble like a sort of scorecard that was is it ultimately completely irrelevant, but may provide some items of joy in the journey uh, surrounding that cultural thing and how it fits. That's a lot more clear than us just than me fishing out a few philosophical concepts to talk about surrounding a particular phenomenon that's in society Although, at the moment. You know, what I always enjoy, and it's difficult to do, is like when we have a really deep metaphysical reading into something and coming up with a metatextual understanding of what we've been presented with, because that, that kind of beardy stuff still gets my... Because I don't think those conversations happen very often, and I always enjoy it when there's something I really love that's talked about to an obsessive depth. As, you know, I'm sure fans of Twilight and Hunger Games... I want to do about the things they're deeply passionate about. They just want to do hyper-analyse every minutiae of, of that little fictional universe. Yeah, Jaws isn't about a shark, for example. <laughs> um, that's the classic. It's not jumping the shark. It's examining the shark with a microscope. It's it's microbiology, uh, it's marine microbiology, yeah. marine biology, some kind of thing the first time to do it, with sharks and microscopes. The first time you watch it, it's a monster movie. The second time you watch it, it's a psychological uh, analysis of a small town and a siege and the, and the hysteria that results from that. And, and that kind of thing, yes. I mean, so there we go. So those are our first two rooms. The first room being uh, nobody done listen to the show. Uh, or at least if they do, we uh, there is also the happy fans are silent aspect of things. Um, we 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 obviously make our fans way too happy because well, they yes, only occasionally I, I think go. Be making what our... about this? Yeah, I, I think the, these happy fans we're grateful for them, but at the end of the day, it'd be nice to have some feedback. So I really think we just got to put out a show that we really want to listen to ourselves. If someone else was doing this, I'd want it myself. And to us, talk about the things we're passionate about rather than stretching, our, stretching ourselves to things we feel we should cover. Uh, so that's that's room number one. Room number two is when, indeed, we do come back to the, 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 the show that those happy fans have been silently loving all this time, uh, things will be slightly different again. Not that they haven't been slightly different in the last couple of seasons, but even more slightly different again. We keep working on it. It's a work in progress. Uh, if people have ideas then that's an avenue for feedback um so yes the hotel for elephants though is a proper hotel it doesn't just have two rooms it has many rooms and as i said there is an elephant in every one so perhaps one of the biggest elephants taking up one of the biggest suites in our hotel for elephants is the room about uh, what we're going to do uh we talked about this last year, and we even recorded some audio, <laughs> but uh, it kind of, I think what for me, like I did pull it out and start tinkering around with it, and I just thought, in the end, this isn't, this isn't, it didn't have that thing that made me excited about it, and therefore... I just thought, well, why would anyone else want to listen well, yeah. to this? I mean, um, Either sort of from a creative point of view, my sort of um, feedback was that it's it's a first episode, which is fine, but it doesn't really, but because it's the first episode, and it's introducing the characters, it isn't really showing you what a typical episode is like. So it's almost like you want to start with episode two and do episode one later when you're feeling a bit more confident about things, because it was. It was a weird thing where we're into some sort of uh, reality police or something, wasn't it? But we didn't really get much reality policing going on uh, other than that you, you were in the mix of weird things happening without much explanation about what was going on. 
Um, but speaking of weird things without much explanation going on, uh, how is our new project coming along? Well, the thing is, right, there's nothing wrong with weird things happening with no explanation going on. I think if if I was going to be honest, uh, that's actually one of the things that I like. I, I like uh, things that we talked about, uh, like League of Gentlemen and stuff like that. I mean, you could describe them as weird things happen. There's not really much of an explanation of why or, or what it is. And, and the sort of mythos grows from the doing of the thing. Uh, I mean, in some ways, this is why I think League of Gentlemen is more embedded in generally people's perceptions than Psychoville, which came after, which some people would say is more polished. But the thing about Psychoville is it has a plot. There's a thing that is happening. And... And I think maybe some people just like, well, that's a very specific thing, whereas League of Gentlemen was a sketch show that happened to have all this bizarre, weird well, stuff its story, its story it. was emergent, and it's a bit like our podcast. Our podcast had skits, and we didn't really have to sit down with a master plan, but there is a flow to the story behind the skits, often dictated by what we were discussing that week, but nonetheless it had a continuity. So it was, as I say, an emergent narrative as opposed to a prescriptive narrative. Yeah, and I think that that is... That's one of the things about this thing we recorded. I wrote a thing that, like you said, it's like a first episode. It's like a pilot episode. And it very much felt like a pilot episode. It's like the episode where you'd be like, OK, cool, well, we'll... Uh, We'll watch the rest of that, or we'll watch the next three episodes, see if uh, see if it goes in the right direction. And indeed, it might have. But at the same time, we that's not really what we were wanting to achieve because we didn't want people to sort of like it retrospectively. Go, oh, the first episode's not very good, but then we wanted each one to be like a sort of event by itself. Um, so. I think it was because it's going to be a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I think, I think the fact it's it's a bit of a chore. It's half an hour of, of dialogue and action. That's a bit of a chore to do. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're, I think I think that's, that's fine if you can pull it off. But if we're if we're finding it a bit of an uphill struggle and, and to cobble together, then we're going to say the audience is going to be equally as lost. So I think with the sort of the idea to kind of just like slam straight into it, throw some interest in the immediately, and resolve it, and you're out, and there's something else. You can move on to straight away. The sketch format, as you say, if you're watching a sketch series, it's as I say, it's a bit hit and miss. Mitchell and Webb had a sketch about you know which of our sketches is going to be hits, which of our sketches is going to be misses this year, uh, and it's it's a bit like that. The whole selection box of well, if you don't like this one, it doesn't matter. There's a new one along in in literally like three or four minutes, so you you can uh, you can pick it up there and be be newness to it. Uh, yeah. So the thing that kind of uh, got me interested. I had a, a setup, and we've done the thing <coughs> which uh, we have discussed in the past, which is that if you have some kind of thing which has a metaphysics to it, as the writer or indeed writers, you have to understand the metaphysics of it, but the audience doesn't need to understand the metaphysics, so they need to understand what's happening right now. The amount of understanding they have to have of the metaphysics of the situation is what's happening right now. And in fact, the script we had last year was very good at that. It was like two guys, they hadn't seen each other in a while. One of them has a magic van and then they have like a, a weird moment uh, and there's something else going on in the background. But mostly it's about uh, how one guy conscripts the other guy into this reality police yeah, set up. But one of my basically. one of my sort of criticisms, not criticisms, observations, I suppose it would be, uh, was that you, you were talking to me about the characters and where it was going, and then you you revealed to me what the season three twist was going to be when everything kind of upturns and up on its head, uh, and the dynamic is completely inverted between the characters, which was a great idea. It sounded really interesting. The problem was that we were all the way down here in episode one, series one, and it's like we need we need to make, have immediacy to what's going on. And like you know, I'm, I'm very ambivalent about story arcs. It's like I love them at the same time I despise them. I don't think anyone should do them. And uh, and it's 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 almost like you know, prescriptive versus emergent in a funny sort of way all over again. So it's about. It's I mean, ironically, ironically, I think 
probably my first instinct should have gone correct. It probably would have worked better if we'd started chronologically in the se- at the season three point. Because one of the things that's quite boring, not boring, but the dramatic tension in the first, the pilot episode currently isn't very big because the motivation of uh, one of the characters is, I got nothing else going on, so I may as well get in this weird van with this guy I knew at school and we'll go and become reality cops. And the motivation of the other one is unclear, shady, but then it's supposed to be, but the other guy is not supposed to really think in those terms and so he doesn't so even if the audience does pick up on the fact this other guy's a bit shady it's there's no tension between the two actual characters one of them's a bit shady the other one doesn't see it and has nothing else on and needs a paycheck and so goes along in the van um and and you know you'd have to work quite hard to engineer the tension in that case i mean apart from who you'd be crazy that's the only tension there really is but actually the way bit where you invert it like essentially what would have to happen when uh, the guy who originally just took the job because he had nothing to do has to conscript the other guy who doesn't know what's going on and he knows he has to do it because the very fate of the universe rests on the two of them being a team the point is that the whole thing was going to be this hilarious joke about how the other guy's like oh you've kidnapped me what is going on like this and if you start there where the tension between is like no we have to be together to save the universe and the other guy's like you're crazy you've just abducted me let me go that's that's fireworks whereas the other one is a bit like yeah i mean i suppose i could stick with this uh, there's no real reason not to i guess <laughs> we just I mean, kind of how like, audiences no... are going to feel as well Exactly. Well, no, but that's exactly my point. That's exactly my point. So, uh, yeah, that's where we tripped up. And the point was, on the other hand, it was such a golden inversion that the audience, you know, you you have to ask yourself, and this is something that you will hear people drop in when you do, they do commentaries on things. What do, what does one character know? What does the other character know? And what does the audience know? And, and the dynamic of who knows the most is very important. Um, And I think, the you know that's what you have to bear in mind so i'd written something for something where the audience had a surrogate because neither the audience nor this other guy knew what was going on and what would be better what is better is when the character who's like the audience he doesn't know what's going on thinks they know what's going on which is exactly what would happen in the season three if you started there the audience wouldn't know anything the guy who thinks he's being inducted would think he knew what was going on but even the audience would be like i'm not sure you're correct about this because i wouldn't be watching a television show or listening to an audio play of this if nothing was going on so you know and that's the point it's like you can you can then have an opinion. This guy is wrong and this guy is right, but this guy does come across as crazy and that guy does come across as rational, but convince me otherwise. Change my mind, <laughs> as the meme says. So, you know, there, there was all that going on and uh, it's fine. I mean, it might even come back, circle round to it. But what I realised was I wanted to be a lot more disruptive than that. Um, so the, the two things that, uh, well... One thing came up, which was that I'm I'm quite keen on audio collage. One of the reasons I like audio plays anyway is because if it goes further into the the realm of just people arranging things, there's like a an audio documentary called Raiding the Twentieth Century, which is at the same time a mixtape. But then at first it was just a mixtape uh, made by uh, a, an artist called DJ Food. But then he layered in bits of people talking about the history of the mashup and the history of samples and how they were used. And and then he laid that over bits of it and he carefully tweaked it so that those bits were riding in the foreground at the same time as someone is talking about, you know, the very early examples. There's a mashup of those examples happening underneath. And it became a sort of sound collage stroke documentary that you listen to, but could also, at a stretch, maybe dance around a bit to as well. And I like that. That is cool. 
uh, as well as then you go full mixtape. And then on the other end, you've got full audio drama. And then you've got, you know, stuff like listening to the audio of Monty Python, like the way that Monty Python recordings, because Monty Python had this thing where, uh, like, someone would throw a tennis ball out of a window and then someone it would land on someone's head on the street and then that would become the next sketch, like, like as if these things, which again flowed into the League of Gentlemen. This idea that although things are not directly connected by any kind of reason they are sort of all happening in the same place coincidentally and then they became a, a become a thing and that is that is somewhere in there as well and that's kind of more the area i wanted to get into so that was the first thing and then the second thing was disney marvel's two minute shorts uh which are available on disney plus and i was like hmm there's a thing they've made all this stuff and it's only like very short two-minute episodes and they string them together 12 of them and they make a story but they're all individual little nuggets that's intriguing uh ian you found this intriguing too when i pitched it to you yes i mean um again it's the tension between uh well it's it's my fascination with with the emergence of a story and nowness of story and I think, you know, a lot of people uh, want to sit down and write their grand epics. And it's a terribly, it's like, I'm very dissuaded against it. And it's like, and all your attention and all your energy has to be into making now, 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 the most interesting piece of audio you can present to somebody or other. So very short snippets of quite tight things, which is, there's no waffle, there's no fat, there's no flab. It's just, you're in, here's a, here's a setup, you know, here's the conflict, this is the resolution, you know, and it was, um, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's very, the punch, everything is a punch, and I quite, I quite like that concept, that I, we didn't have to sit down and write in scenes, mainly to make up an episode's length to be a full 30 minutes, because we discovered it was underrunning. So all that's out the window now. It's just like whatever it is, its length is the length it needs to be. We try and keep these things not too long, and we can sort of hop from one lily pad to the other. And everything we do is fascinating because in of the moment itself, it was interesting, and we can try different things. We and it doesn't bog us down for a long period of time if we're being a bit experimental. So this is why the whole sketch or short bit concept is really appealing to me as, as something we can play around with and experiment and you know if we ever do find our feet with what we're doing we can go a little long form it wouldn't be the end of the world we can do a holy grail if you want to use the monty python uh thing where there's a, a genuine connective tissue over a longer period anyway I'm, I'm rambling a little bit now but yes it's just no no that's fine no, absolutely no you were you i was letting you ramble because i've rambled enough and you 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 needed to get your feet under you with regards to this and i think i mean i'll give you another opportunity to ramble in a second i'll give you another starting point for that ramblage yeah i absolutely agree with this approach oh well i i didn't come up with it i stole it off something i watched on the television but i also I do think that you can pass around like a two-minute clip. You can share it. You go, listen to this, it's weird, you know, and that's fine. Whereas if you pass around a 28-minute weird audio play, you're asking people to get in. As I say, I have a complicated relationship with Netflix, is one of the things I've said. And it's this whole, it's like there are many TV series I'm deeply passionate about. I'm, I'm Obviously, I'm looking to get into something else again at some point, but people come up to me and go, oh, you have to go see The Witcher. And you start watching it, and it's not that the series is necessarily bad, but it's just you know, to get this full thread of the story, you've got to watch like you know one hour long episodes, and there's ten of them, and it becomes this huge time sink. So it's not that as if I, I am I am necessarily resistant, but it's like suddenly you see your time, and it's like oh, I've got to sit down, and I've got to make myself watch this. Am I going to fit this in around all the other interesting things that fit in my life? So another aspect of this new format of being very short is that we are making minimal demands on the audience. Like, hey, listen to our podcast. It's an hour-long discussion. Well, we better be bloody interesting from the off-go and, and, and never be boring once. But whereas if you have just have a three-minute piece of thing, we are trying to deliver some character and plot with a, with a twist and, and something interesting on top of that as well, it's creatively challenging. And also, you know, that the audience is just going to go, as I say, straight to the point. Like uh, here, here is the here is the gag. I mean, it's not necessarily a funny gag, but here's the hook. Here's the hook for this little scene we're doing, and then 
as I say, if you're bored of that one, it doesn't matter. It's like a, it's like a selection box. On to the next one. It's it's also very good because I don't I don't know what the release format is going to be. I think you might just dump them all out as a single thing once we're done. But it's essentially a playlist, so it makes it a, a very good for YouTube. But we can just stick up a still image. We don't necessarily have to animate it because there's only a three minute thing. So a still image for three minutes isn't going to break anyone's attention. They can go play video games. They put in a playlist. It just cycles through from one to the other. If they listen, and and um, it means they can dip in and out. And if they just stumble across it, they can go back and catch up. It's not going to be a big hassle for them having to like oh i've got to go back and listen to 14 hours of previous episodes to get myself up to speed on this no getting up to speed could be just an afternoon of, of discovery and joy so it's it's like it seems it seems to have it seems to give us all the benefits of of long form uh without any of the drawbacks which is why i'm i'm feeling it's very sexy right now well there's yeah i mean to address your thing in order to keep with uh, today's uh, social media-led world, the release format in the initial would be, we'll tell everyone who wants to know when we've done a bit, and we'll keep doing it for the entire season. And then once we've done a season, we will aggregate that season somewhere for people to have the lot as a thing that happened in the past. But on the immediate, it will just be a thing that is there right now for you to have, because that's the way people like it. So we won't be... It's not like the Netflix thing... Or, or not the Netflix thing, the Disney Plus Mandalorian thing of you can only have one a week because uh, we've got them all, but you're only having one a week. It's the, we've only just made this, so here it is. It's fresh out of the oven, and we're ready for it, and we're proud of it, and you can have it now. And then we'll do another one and another one and another well, one uh, at the, 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 the basis of, um, on the basis of, like, when we can... And then we just release them and we, we just keep going. But hopefully the time format should enable us to do that without too much problems. Yes, so we've problems. talked about format and, and things like that. It's terribly fascinating. But in a nutshell, in a few words, if you could just quickly sketch this out for us, what it is, what is it that this thing is actually about? Or is it some strange enigma you just have to sink into and absorb? It's about... Uh, two insane extra-dimensional beings from beyond the end of recorded history living in a dark matter universe who've taken a job to do completely, well, seemingly completely random tasks on behalf of an extra-dimensional mega artificial intelligence that is trying to make contact with uh, vastly more complex extra-cosmic beings in order to save what is left of humanity it's a bit cliche isn't it yeah yeah uh the the what it's about is secondary to what it feels like i think i think the point is it should just feel like uh two guys arguing while in weird situations a series of weird situations which is ironically quite a lot like the skits were like in the the, the old thing stick to what you know um and that's that's kind of where we're aiming and they don't really have to have much rhyme or reason enough to sort of say we're at point a we're going to get to point b but we're going to go all these weird places i just had this idea what if this were to happen what if that were to happen i think the other appealing thing about this is we've always worried about uh, what if we want a third voice? What if we want more people? Well, the great news is that we... I mean, for a start, uh, I should probably... not. I don't have to mention this, but since time immemorial, we have used Skype and a Skype recording software thing to um, record our our. And as it's podcast. lurched ever more into mobile territory, it's just gotten worse and worse. Well, it, it, yeah, it's it, who knows what the problem is. But, yeah, basically, it, it used to be pretty good, and now it's not as good as it was. I think it's because changes were made to the way that Skype actually works in the first place that mean that the recording people have to work even harder to be able to stream both sides of the conversation anywhere. And it's just, just become a thing. that is. And people are now like, hey, why don't you just do it as a hangout or whatever it is, which is a thing. I mean, that's quite a lot of people now are doing things as you... YouTube live hangouts and and what have you and 
and, and that's been a thing. But obviously, as we were doing it for our own amusement, it seemed uh, like not really worth it. Although, actually, the longer we go, the more it would have been like, we'd have been ahead of the curve. That's what people are doing, particularly now, because they can't leave their houses, um, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, and, and we've just been very, not resistant to it, but it, we've stuck with what works. Well, recently, uh, I came across a thing uh, called Soundtrap, uh, which is owned by someone like Facebook or Instagram, or it's 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 a it's a project that was bought by one of the big uh, people, and it's basically like a sort of way to collaborate uh, either on musical tracks, which is uh, interesting, or on podcasts when you're in a remote place and it, it cuts out the problem by me and Ian are currently recording locally to where we are so Wales Australia wherever yeah and then we hit buttons and it syncs the two recordings into a cloud saved project which seems suitably modern but the uh, super advantage of this is that when we come to record episodes of this thing we can do the same thing we and we can use it in the much shorter format with little snippets of voice all arranged we've got an access to sound libraries and if we want another actor all that's required is for one of us to be able to invite them into the project record their lines and put them into the project in the correct place and as they're only two minutes long it shouldn't be too taxing so that yes. solves the problem of asking people to give up huge amounts of time uh, to do something that may or may not be well, it's just fruition. like you know, uh, we were kind of like it's going full circle. We did our podcast, and the sketches kind of emerged as a thing we did at the start of every one. And then we said, "Hey, our sketches are—we're going to go off and do other things. You might as well just take our sketches and kind of do a show, which is basically an ultra-long sketch." And it's like, in many ways, we've gone back to exactly where we started again. It's like, no, just the sketch. Keep it a sketch. It's a thing. It has a beginning, middle, end, kind of a point unto itself. And there's some rambling and some bit of humour going on, and there's some wish uh, bang flash sounds happening, maybe as required, or atmospherics, a little bit of scoring, not incompetent this time. Uh, and you know, we move on, and it's just like just just it's just a sketch production, and this is something we know we can do because we did it quite well. So on the production side, I'm very confident about it all. It's just kind of like because I'm going to co-write this as well. Just getting my head around how we present this, what the characters are, uh, what to set up, what, what are the what are the boundaries of what we're we're going to be doing, and bearing in mind what the setup we do have seems to be uh, allowing us to do pretty much anything, really, doesn't it? You know, one episode we're in the uh, you know in in the sewers hunting giant radioactive rats. In another one, Marie Celeste. In another one, we're actually holding up a bank. We are the bank robbers. Why? Well, it's just the show format. These interdimensional beings just go around doing different things, but it's like co-working things. So they're often, often discussing what they have for lunch or bickering about it's trivia whilst they're doing what they're doing. That's that's kind of how it's going to go, isn't it? Yeah, that's. I think you've done a very good job of of, of describing it there. I mean, I have, uh, for want of a better word, the idea of what the the overall setup. For the first season is, but there's a lot of leeway within that overall setup uh, to to get um, to to get a lot of stuff in that is just like completely and it, yeah, it's going to be completely random. And I think the other thing that's important is, uh, which is important in all sketch comedy, uh, it's about the characters. It's about it doesn't matter what they're doing. What matters is the way that they do it and how they manage to get things done despite their own. Um, Incompetences and 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 what or hang-ups or or yes. whatever it is. So yeah, I, and that's the thing. I think it has to be characters. I think it has to be ludicrous. I think it has to be engaging. It's sort of the audio equivalent of something bright and shiny. Um, and just that, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's what we're gonna we're gonna head for. Uh, and, and that's what we're gonna work on right now. Um, while we think a little bit harder about uh, if we want to you know well not if what we want to do with the long form and how we can make it into the thing that um i would prefer it were which is us bickering with people uh, over microphones when they you know send us mails or messages going but what about this but what about that and and blah 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 uh because i think that would really help uh a good deal um, and we also, I mean, you were saying this, and you could probably do a bit about this uh, from your own, that 
a three-person uh, podcast is really a lot more engaging overall, I find. I, thought, I th- think we both find. And w- uh, the reason we haven't got a three-person is because we don't have a third person that can make it at the moment. So, yes. you, you, you thoughts on this? You did, because you told me. But Well, yeah, well, it's, the thing is, recording sketches is completely... Getting Justin to give up an, an hour dead cert on, on a regular Sunday basis or whatever is, is a tricky thing. Whereas getting Justin to pop in to record like 12 lines of dialogue. Oh. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. I mean, anyone would probably be up for that and we probably will find that, which is one of the sort of sneaky backdoor things. Like we're going to do a podcast uh, that's longer about the podcast or about the sketches we're doing, which people are talking about, you know, whatever. Uh, but I, yeah, I mean, I was just saying, like, it doesn't have to be Justin. I mean, we're putting a lot on yeah, Justin for that. As an example. A third person. What's really interesting is that we've never found anyone who wants to come and talk rubbish about movies for a bit. I like, think just there's got, nobody we, that bored. We, we had Justin on sheer habit. Uh, plus the fact that we were handling all the production, so all you had to do was turn up a waffle, and there was a podcast he could optionally listen to if he wanted to. Well, uh, I mean, you know, he, he made a great effort. He wanted to be part of, as we dubbed it in episode three or two, the great work where we did year shows. Like he wasn't that bothered too much. I mean, he would turn up for the others, possibly, but he would definitely make an effort to be in on a year. Um, and I think that's that's fine. I mean, you know, that's 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 how it is. Okay, uh, so what else is there left to discuss? I think we've pretty much covered many of the rooms in the Hotel for Elephants. We've covered the room about we're not getting the audience uh, engagement. We've covered the room about maybe we should just park the whole long thing. We've parked the we've visited the room about our powers of prognostication are strictly limited to box office release. We've covered the room about actually we wanted to do something else instead. We've covered the room about that thing is likely to be insane. We've covered the room about about we're going to come and ask random people to do stuff in our sketches. We've covered the fact that the whole setup is bloody weird. We've covered every room in the Hotel for Elephants as far as as far as I can work out. Uh, in in the meanwhile, uh, if people wanted to break the silence surrounding kids from the eighties and the activities that they get up to when they're not watching movies from the 80s or other time periods with an 80s star perspective. Where, Ian, might they go to break that silence and blow that whistle? Well, one place they could go would be our Facebook page, which you can find on Facebook forward slash Revenge of the 80s Kids, and that's 80s as in numbers, so 80s. Uh, please go there and like our page. We'll put up announcements uh, as we deem them appropriate. Uh, but podcasts are what it's all about, and for those who want to point your browser towards... I'll have to quickly Google this. It's the 80s kids.blogspot.com. Yes, no, it's it, it, I know. I just haven't got favors on my new computer. It's the 80s ah. kids, and that's 80s as in letters. Uh, so E I G H T I E S kids.blogspot.com. And there you will find a full archive of all our episodes, including the most recent, incredibly hysterical episode 137 which discusses our predictions of the film's summer releases pending 2020 yeah i mean in october what we do is we usually have the summer review this year i think what we're probably going to have is the summer autopsy uh after it it died on its bum uh because no films got released which is still tally up and whatever was the highest-ranking movie of summer, according to the definition of what counts as summer... The box office top ten, come October, is going to look very different to the way that I think many people were expecting. And it would be interesting to go through, as of October, what the top ten box office and how much they've pulled in. Because what we're essentially saying is, how much money did Hollywood lose by everybody having to stay at home except of course they won't because of course there's people getting $20 rentals of cinema releases uh, and pouring money into that so uh, the world of cinema is never going to be the same after this Um, but yeah we're going to have to get a safe distance before we can assess exactly what that's going to look like Um, one of the big problems there is the lack of trivia that's likely to come about because of that so yeah, so there we go. Um, there is, there is. We do, I, we do have a Patreon. 
and I probably, once we start doing this sketch thing, start talking about the Patreon a bit more, because at that stage, that's what we'll be putting into it. I have to put more work into making it a thing. I didn't really know what people would be uh, showing their patron love for anyway. Uh, as uh, you said... Once we've got the show on the go, and if it's something of, of interest, it could always just be advanced listening to future episodes. Well, ex- well, no, but that's the point. No, there's all sorts of things that we could do surrounding the sketch format, but hitherto, the podcast is the podcast, and uh, nobody's really felt that they're that much of a fan, I don't believe, that they actually wanted to contribute, you know, the price of a cup of coffee towards us waffling about how everything uh, comes back to uh, Ghostbusters in the 1984. Um, um, so you know, it's 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 you know, um, that it'll be more of a thing when we feel we're being more creative. I think, mm-hmm. uh, yes. and then there's other stuff as well. I mean, we're going to obviously, as a function of this, probably step up uh, uh, social media um, because we're going to be around a little bit more maybe but just only a little bit you see this is the thing at the moment we we, uh, devote a a couple of hours every so often and usually we'd record two shows so it's more like four hours every so often last year was like three times in the year to recording loads and loads and loads i think what's going to change is that instead of that we're going to be recording a little bit and then going all right cheers see ya then tinkering around with that till it's ready and then putting it out and then so we'll be around and we can give like status updates and record other bits and and do stuff like that i think that's probably how it's going to shape up uh but for now that is the metasode uh hotel for elephants and uh, i guess we should say watch this space uh yeah that's what i'm going to say what's your final thing that you're going to enjoin people to to do well, stay indoors and stay safe to, to really date. Oh, we managed the whole in. episode, and despite saying, "Oh, there's a pandemic on," I mean, we're almost unique in people like that. Is that that many of them start out? We're not going to talk about the pandemic, but let's talk about the pandemic for 35 minutes in our video game podcast or whatever. Whereas we were like, "Yeah, let's stick to what we're actually going to talk about," and then right at the end, we get you, we get you. Yeah, I could bet. Seriously, stay inside, stay safe, all that. All right. Bye. Farewell.